Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for this week. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for your hand of protection. And thank you for your hand of provision. And thank you for your heart that is always towards us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything that you have done. And we give you praise for the revelation that you're bringing to us, taking us by hand from one level of glory to another. We thank you for the journey so far. We are confident, Father, that you who began this work, you are faithful, more than faithful to bring it to pass. And that is to conform us to the exact likeness of your dear son. We give you praise this morning. And Father, we receive today as another gift, another opportunity to enjoy your love and your grace and to walk under the light of your faithfulness. And Father, we also pray that today is another opportunity for us to show you forth in our lives, in everything that we do and in, in those that we encounter, whether they be clients, whether they be customers, whether they be our family members, our children, whoever, friends, relatives, and everyone we encounter today, may your light in us flood out and also touch them. May our words today heal. May our hands also heal. Lord, may our desires be to do all which is according to your plan. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And this morning, thank you for your word and thank you for everything that you have done. We give you all the praise and all the glory. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed and the church of Christ this morning say amen and amen and amen and one more time. Amen. Good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this morning one more time that we may share in our fellowship with the word as Jesus has guaranteed that if we eat of him, we will have his life. Amen and amen. And eating of him, of course, is eating of him by the word of God, by the word of God. In fact, don't forget the demonstration of the communion of the bread and the wine demonstrates the body of the Lord. And this morning, be aware that that was also a type and a shadow pointing us to our need to eat of Christ by his word and through his word. Amen and amen. Of course, again, you know what the subject matter is. Manifestation of the sons of God and we are dealing with living in the Holy Spirit. And beloved, be informed, be aware. Please recognize that we are saved to live by the Holy Spirit, to live in the Holy Spirit because that's where the life is. That is where our blessings are. And that is the deposit that guarantees us the fulfillment of everything that God has done. Please think about this. If salvation was something that you and I could lose, why would God give us his Holy Spirit to guarantee us in advance that he will put to pass every plan that he has for us? Again, if salvation is something we can get in the morning, and loose in the evening, why will God give us the Holy Spirit as an engagement ring to guarantee us that we will be with him forever? 
Praise God. Amen and amen. I know that's not my subject matter this morning, but I think it's also a reminder because the more you go, the more the Spirit of God continues to confirm the truth to us over and over. Praise God. But unfortunately, where you and I are coming from, instead of us to see the Holy Ghost as a sure guarantee of the promise of God, as a sure guarantee of our salvation, as a sure guarantee that you and I are saved and permanently saved. The Holy Ghost was turned to an assassin that will help us kill our enemies. We even invented the fire of the Holy Ghost that will help us burn up our enemies. May God forbid. I don't want to go towards that journey this morning, but it's a reminder to show you how far away religion took us away from Christ. But blessed be his name. He's bringing us back to where he has always wanted us to be. Praise God. Amen. And amen. Of course, Romans chapter 8. And this morning, let's begin again from verse number 26. Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. And I'm hoping that that famous scripture, Romans 8, 28, the one that says all things work together for good. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit this morning that we gain a deeper understanding of what that scripture means. Praise God. Let me begin again from verse number 26. And it says, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. We explained that yesterday. And for example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. Of course, all you and I asked for, all you and I ever desired were things that perish in the using. But by the Holy Ghost, you and I are now desiring and longing for eternal realities, to bring forth spiritual realities, to bring forth the manifestation of God never seen before. Amen and amen. And that can only be by the impulse of the Holy Ghost. In the first place, you have to first see it before you can begin to ask and long for it. You have to first see it and also have the gift of faith to believe that this is possible before you can long for it. So you can see that this is the work of the Holy Ghost in us. Amen and amen. Now watch this. So it says, when we don't know what to pray or how to pray, the Holy Ghost rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading with God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Verse 27, God, now watch this, God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings. Again, I say this over and over, you can pray a long list of prayer because you want to repeat words, you want to say things that you were told, but those things are not in your heart. The longings of your heart may be different, but you are trying to make yourself right with God, and so you are praying things from your mouth you think you should pray about, but the longings of your heart are something different. Beloved, we ought to go beneath that this morning. Praise God. Now watch this. Because he says God is a searcher of the heart, not the mouth. He knows fully our longings. Now watch this. Yet, he also understands the desires of the spirit. So in many cases, the longings of our heart may be different from the desires of the spirit. That is his desires, right? 
Now, how is this problem resolved? Please follow me carefully. It says, because the Holy Spirit passionately pleased before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. Watch this. The longings of our heart may be different, but what the Holy Ghost in us is doing is actually realigning our heart to fall in perfect harmony with God's plans and our destiny. I need you to understand that. The longings of our heart may be in conflict. The longings of our heart may be different, but don't forget, God has a plan which we may not even see or neither understand. So the work of the Holy Ghost right here is to try to align our heart to begin to fall in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. Now, pay further attention to this. When you read this place where it says that the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, please don't have the religious idea or the religious picture of God sitting on a throne and then the Holy Spirit is bowing down to pray for us. No, no, no. What this place is explaining is what I just told you now. The Spirit of God is in us aligning, using our heart, aligning our heart to become one with the plan and the purpose of God for our life. I need you to understand because we are going straight to that scripture now, verse number 28. But before you get there, understand the pretext. First of all, we don't know what to ask for. We don't even know how to pray. Why? Sometimes because the longings of our heart is different from the purpose of God. In order to make sure that we follow or align or come into perfect harmony with the plan and purpose of God, with our destiny. The Bible said, even though the longing of our heart may go different, the Spirit of God inside of us with groanings that cannot be uttered is pleading, rearranging our heart to fall in line with the plan and purpose of God for our lives. Now, it comes to verse number 28. It says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Praise God. Now, for a better understanding, let me read that verse 28 in another translation. Of course, I've been reading the TPT. And the reason I want to do this is to read it in the translation that all of us are more familiar with. And of course, it's the scripture that says all things work together for good. Now, the New American Standard Bible says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So the general interpretation of this scripture, including myself, the way we have all interpreted this scripture is that all things, meaning good things, bad things, everything is working together for your good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But watch this. If you follow Romans 8, beginning all the way from verse 1 and you get to this place, you can now see a different meaning. You can now see a deeper meaning. Don't forget the way we have interpreted the scripture is everything that happens, good things, bad things, 
For example, I have a coffee cup that I love so much and I happened to break it yesterday evening and so that also is working together for my good. Sir, this scripture here is talking about how everything God is doing inside of us is to bring us to his designed purpose. The good there is to bring us to the purpose of God. That God is causing everything inside of us. Don't forget, inside that God through the Holy Ghost is causing everything inside of us to work together to bring us to his plan, which is his destiny for us. Now, don't forget the scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20, that says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything that we could ever ask. Don't forget, everything we could ever ask, everything we could ever imagine, everything we could ever pray for. Why is that? Watch this. Asking, imagining, praying sometimes just comes from the longings we have in our heart. But God is greater to do more than those longings. Why? Because his spirit is at work in our heart to align our heart to his purpose, to align our heart to where he wants us to be so that our longings are falling in place and becoming in perfect harmony with his will and purpose for us. So the work of the Holy Ghost in us is to bring us totally, completely so that even from inside our heart, don't forget, he says, how does he do all those things? According to his power at work in us. That power is the work of the Holy Ghost in us to align our heart properly to fall into perfect harmony with the plan and the purpose of God for our lives and beloved. So the question you ought to be asking yourself this morning, let us assume that you don't know what that plan is, is this. What exactly is that plan and purpose for us? Again, we don't have to look too far because the explanation comes in the next verses. So let's read carefully. And back to the TPT beginning from verse number 29 says for because don't forget don't forget this is after the scripture said that all things work together. Now it explains for the verse number 29 for that means because he knew all about us before we were born and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son to become like Christ. Don't forget, I have said over and over, Christ was an example son to give us an idea of what you and I should look like. And so the Bible again is reminding us that that has always been the plan of God. What is it, what is it? To make you and I to be in the image and likeness of Christ. And when the Bible talks about all things working together, the Holy Ghost inside of us is working everything together to lead you and I, even though the longings of our heart may go different, but the Holy Ghost is bringing us back together that we begin to align with the plan and purpose of God, which is our destiny. And what is that destiny that you and I become 
in the likeness that you and I may share the nature of Christ, that you and I may share in the likeness of Christ. That means the purpose of God for me and you, for me, is not different from the purpose of God. Remember, I spoke about purpose long ago before they told us that purpose was what we do, that frying akara may be your purpose, selling popcorn may be your purpose, singing may be your purpose. No, that is because we left the scriptures and went to borrow from the world. God has one singular purpose for all men, black, white, Jew, Gentile, male, female. No, the purpose of God for all mankind. Don't forget, he knew us before he created us and the reason we were created is to share the likeness of his son. So, when we discover, so the scripture is telling us this morning that the Holy Ghost is working all things inside of us together to align us to that purpose. And what is that purpose? That we may share in the likeness of his son. Amen and amen. And then the Bible now says, this means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him, who will become just like him. Praise God. Amen and amen. Beloved, I plead with you by the mercies of Christ. Take your time and study the scripture. We began Romans chapter 8 from verse number 1. Now we are at verse number 28, 29. Please go back and read the TPT all the way. You can now see how dangerous it is to pull out one scripture out of context. We have quoted Romans 8, 28 as if, yeah, all things. When somebody dies, yeah, it's working together. When you hit your foot, somewhere is working together. Don't get me wrong. Good can come out of bad. But that is all only a surface interpretation. When you look close now, you can see that the purpose of God being talked about here is to conform us to the likeness and the perfect image of Christ. And though our heart may want to wander away and look for something else, the Spirit of God in us is working to give us longings that will align together so that all, so that everything in us will become in perfect harmony to bring us to the place that God wants us to be. Verse number 30 now says, Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself. And watch this again. He called us to himself. Beloved, watch this again. What did he do? And transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. Again, he transferred. What did he transfer? It is not money. It is not wife. It is not house. It is not children. It is not the things you and I are struggling to kill ourselves for. No, in order to do this, what did he transfer? He transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. Did I tell you that the foundation of what God is about to do, the foundation that we must all grab to be able to fall in line with what God wants to do is to understand how perfectly righteous we are. Okay? That is the foundation. And the Bible says here, because God knows his plan for us, because God knows his destiny for us, because God knows what he wants to do for us, what did he do? He transferred his own purpose. 
perfect righteousness to us. Now, will it make sense to you now why the devil is using the mouth of Bible preachers to fight the truth that we are righteous in Christ? Until we understand this truth, the church is actually going nowhere because that is the foundation of what God is about to do. Unfortunately, it's not the Babalawos who fight this truth. It's not the native doctors who fight this truth. It's not the witches and wizards who fight this truth. No, it is Bible-carrying men with a lot of crowd asking you, how can you say that you are righteous? But the Bible says, because God knows what his plan is for us, what did he start? He started by transferring his perfect righteousness to every one of us that he called. And then finally this morning, I will read the last line. And he says, and those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Amen and amen. I'm going to stop here just because of time. I'm hoping that by next week, we go back a little more so that this can become more clearer to you. So that when you close your eyes, you can see this. So that when you imagine, you can understand how God is bringing you and I to his perfect plan. Amen. That when God began to speak to us about how righteous he has made us, he was putting our foot where it ought to be. Glory. Hallelujah. This gets me all super excited. But I won't let this excitement make me exceed my time too much this morning. So I'm going to stop here and I'll come back to you again tomorrow in the grace of God and in the power of the Holy Ghost. Please enjoy your weekend, keeping your eyes on where God is bringing you and I from and where he's taking us to. Again, don't forget your commitment. Please keep me your prayers as I keep you mind. Pray for the word of God to prosper in me, in you and to lead us to where he wants us to be. And don't forget to share the good news as much as you can. Amen and amen. This morning, dear brothers and sisters, don't forget you have been served by the power of the Holy Ghost. Shalom.